Hi everybody, welcome back. I told you that I would be posting some episodes that I had previously done before uh, on the other feed. And one of the ones that I did, and it actually turned out very, very well, uh, is uh, where I talked about different microphone samples and connecting them to the Mac. Now, a lot of the mics I don't have anymore. Um, the one that I do still have, though, is the Behringer XM8500, and, of course, the LSP4 is sitting up here. Um, but, I mean, other than that, it ended up turning out very good. You get to hear the old uh, Apogee hype mic that I had, which this microphone right here has indeed replaced. So, um, in saying all that, though, you kind of get to hear some neat things. Now, the X1204, I do not have anymore either. Um, it is sold and shipped. So, uh, there's that aspect. I, I don't have that board anymore. The 302 that I was using, I still have, except this, uh, mic right here, the Shure MV7 that I'm using and speaking into right now. Uh, I still I still have uh, that board, uh, the 302. So you I, I still do have that. The Yeti um, is not mentioned. Well, okay, it is because I did have a clip for it, but unfortunately I had deleted the clip. For whatever stupid reason I did that, I don't know, and it kind of irritates me because there was a sample that I had recorded for that. I do remember doing that, and I didn't save it, but whatever. Um, so, um, in saying that, you kind of get to hear some old mics. Oh, and the H540 from Logitech I don't have anymore either um, because I... I really don't need that anymore, so guess what? I don't have it anymore. So, I uh, figured that I would just throw this podcast out there. There will be more to come, by the way, as time goes on, alright? So anyway, guys, that's it. Hi everybody, and welcome back to another podcast. I will go ahead and mention in this one very quickly that unfortunately I did have a sample of the Blue Yeti but unfortunately um, I had uh, when I was editing it I uh, unfortunately did not uh, I undid the recording that I had of the Blue Yeti sample and I'm not going to re-record it again so um, I mean it is what it is and it's okay because um, the Blue Yeti is not really, I mean, you guys probably already know what that is and what it sounds like, but wanted to do microphones that probably some of you might not know about, and um, all the ones that I did keep, um, anyway, uh, you guys probably know. So, anyway, guys, that's it, and let's get on with the podcast. Hi, everybody, and... And this one I figured we would do a little bit of a project and something that I've never done before. I'm going to give you a sample of all the microphones that I have lined up over here that I use on a day-to-day -day basis with my Mac Mini.
So what are we going to use today? We're going to use both of my mixers, uh, the Behringer 302, uh, the Zenix 302 to be more precise. It's, it's a three-channel mixer. We have the Behringer X1204, and then we have the um, uh, and the microphone with those will be the Behringer Ultra Voice X MIDI 500. Then we have the um, Apogee Hype mic, and I love that microphone, and I have it sitting over here. It's working perfectly fine. Um, let's see, what else do we got? Um, and then we have the Blue Yeti, and I'll show what it's like connecting each of these to the Mac and how the Mac responds to it. Well, the first one I think we'll do is actually going to be the um, Behringer ZX302. So, let's go ahead and get the Behringer ZX302 out here. Actually, first of all, we'll get the headphones for it. This used to, this actually is, believe it or not, it's a gaming headset that plugs into one jack. And while it sounds good, um, it's uh, not a headset that I would use often, so I don't use it often, so. But it does work for things like plugging it into mixers and things. This board has an eighth inch, uh, eighth inch jack. And uh, what we're going to do is grab our cable. We'll make sure it's connected to the 302 first, <clears throat> which it is. We're going to reach back over here where I keep the USB cable. And all I have to do is my headphones are plugged into the board as we speak. And we'll plug the board into the Mac here with the keyboard USB hub. And the board powers to life and um, so if we just go on the computer here there it is um, it automatically switched to the USB audio codec device and to record from it all we do is just go into Amadeus Pro or something of that nature we're just going to use Amadeus Pro we're going to go into our preferences here Make sure USB audio codec is indeed selected. And hit Command M for a new document because I don't have it starting out in one. Now, I will say that um, this, uh, the one mic I forgot about is the Logitech um, microphone, uh, my headset. And I'll show you that one as well. But um, let's go ahead and. Um, I'll make a little sample here real quick and the next time you'll hear me back on the recorder is when we connect the next microphone. Hey everybody <clears throat> and uh, this is the Behringer Zenix 302 USB mixing console board and it also is the Behringer Ultra Voice XM8500. So uh, this board is in working order. I have three of these Behringer Zenix 302s, and that includes this one that is always sitting at the Mac computer. Um, it's sitting here at the Mac computer right now. So I have one here, and then there are two that are actually stored away right now.
Um, all three of these are working very well. There's no problems with them at all. It does a very nice job with the Mac. Um, the thing that I like that it uses, at least on the Mac side, is it does not use a generic Microsoft Windows driver uh, for these boards. And so um, I know that, you know, the gain is up all the way and the other stuff is up all the way. It is definitely um, working very well and, uh, you know, there's no problem with them. So, um, I, you know, I just personally like this board. Um, I, Windows, if you have it up at 100 and your gain is up all the way, it clips. Not on this. So we have our standard controls. We got our base control, which I'm only going to turn that up slightly because if I turn it up even more, it's going to clip. We have our treble control. We have our left and right pan control. So here's left um, and here's right. These are slider controls, by the way. We also have it for our playback. I will briefly show you. Um, We'll um, find something. Let me um, Okay, so what we're going to do here is uh, I found us a track that we can use. I will go ahead and hit that. Uh, hit the button to where you can hear the computer. I could hear it all along, but you guys couldn't. So if I go ahead and just turn up this mixer volume here, and then if I turn up the computer volume itself, and I'll play it just by hitting return on it. Okay. Let me turn this down. What we're going to do here is go ahead and use our playback sliders, which is right next to the microphone. Here's bass, here's treble, then here's pan left and pan right. So what we could do is pan that like that and pan that like that. Now, I will go ahead and tell you <clears throat> that... In terms of the um, line-in portion on this board, it does not get affected by the computer playback sliders. Okay, that only controls the USB. And we'll go ahead and just unroot everything. And it looks like we're in good shape. Overall, I love this board. It works really well with both my MacBook Air and this Mac Mini here. And for being a cheaper board, this board actually sounds really good, and it does. It's got a good sound to it. I've used it to record interviews. I've used it to record um, um, just multiple things, reviews of things, and it, it does a good job. It really does. And so um, I just you know wanted to show you this board and how it sounds. Um, I won't show you the line in portion, although that does work really well, but we're not going to show that today. Okay. Anyway, I uh, am going to go ahead and head off of here, guys. And we're going to go ahead and say 
goodbye, and I'll see you on the next microphone. Okay, guys, for our next board, or board, microphone here is actually going to be the Behringer Zenix X1204, and this is a another mixer board, but it's much larger. It is not a 12-channel board. It is a... Um, eight channel board now I don't remember all the specifications on it so before you guys ask just please take that into consideration I don't remember everything about it but it is an eight channel board I can tell you that much if you want to know more go to Sweetwater or go to someplace like Amazon and you can find all your specifications um, so what is it like connecting this well in this case we're going to take these headphones off that I was using and what we're going to do is place them back here somewhere. We're going to go over here to the 302 board and we're going to disconnect the um, Behringer Ultra Voice Aximedia 500 microphone. What we're going to do is go over here and we are going to connect this to the Mac or to the Behringer X1204 board like this. I did forget to mention about the 302, it does have a combination of quarter inch and XLR. Um, that was the easiest way to fit it on that board and so they just stuck with it. So we'll go ahead and connect it here. There we go, I got it connected, it's all connected. And in order to get this board connected, there's a couple steps. Um, it's not a bad board. I don't want you guys to think that it is for what I'm about to say, but I will say that um, this board, um, it don't require multiple steps, but there are some things you have to do in order for it to work. So I'll show you. We'll go ahead and turn on the board. Yes, there's a switch in the back. You do have to plug it into the wall, so keep that in mind as well. Um, so it's turned on, the lights are blinking and showing me that, hey, they are indeed enabled. So uh, what we're going to do now is grab the USB part of this board. Actually, before we do that, what I'm going to do is connect another sound card. It's actually going to be my Logitech H540, which is a nice headset. And we're going to go ahead and connect that to one of the USB ports on my keyboard. Because remember, I run a keyboard that has um, a USB port on it. Oh, a couple of them. It's got a USB hub, is what I meant to say. Okay, so we got that connected, and we'll connect the board now. And the board is connected. You heard it snap in. And indeed, it is working. So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to go ahead and um, because I'm not using headphones directly connected to the board, what we're going to do here is I open up Audio Hijack, and for whatever reason that took forever to launch, but that's okay. There it goes. Okay, so I'm going to choose an input device session that I have made. And uh, what we're going to do here is hit Command R. And it uh, unfortunately is using the default Mac uh, 
input, but I fixed that. And um, I hit Command R to start the session because I can monitor within Audio Hijack, and I like that. Okay, so now that this board is connected, uh, by the way, this the X204 is the one with the effects chip on it. Okay, so kind of keep that in mind. Okay, now all this is connected and it's working perfectly. We'll go ahead and stop this recording and I'll see you on the X1204. Okay guys, well here we are. We're actually recording in Audio Hijack as we speak. And I'm also using the Behringer X1204. This board is doing a phenomenal job. I am monitoring directly from within Audio Hijack. And it has a really good sound. One thing I do like about this board is the line-in portion. It sounds really clean, very clear. We're not going to demonstrate any of that today. I just wanted to demonstrate the sound that this board has. This is a more professional board. Um, it's got a more professional sound. It's got a more professional look. But the thing about this board is, um, as you heard, there's a couple things that I like to connect before I use this board. Whereas if I need something very quickly to get a podcast out, you know, to record line in very quickly or to record the computer very quickly, um, this is not the, my go-to board for that. However, it does sound good, and I personally don't have an issue with it. Um, there's a lot of controls on this board, like here's your pan control, here's a left, here's the right, and it's got the analog bump to let you know that you're in the center. You also have the, your effects button. We can read that through. You can control how much effect goes through. You can also edit your effect just by hitting the effect edit and you can either turn it down like this. Now, this is a proper bathroom or we can crank it up like this. Okay, we'll turn it down. Oops, there. Oops, a little bit more, a little bit more. There we go. So we'll hit the effects off button. One thing I will kind of tell you a little bit of a story about is that when I first got this board, um, it was in working order, brand new, of course. I bought it from Sweetwater, as I do a lot of my audio gear anymore. Um, so I bought it and didn't have really any issues except the effects button was screwing up. I don't know what its deal was. Don't know why it wasn't wanting to work. But it wasn't. It wasn't wanting to work at all. And so because of that, I was very scared that I was going to have to either A, buy another one, or B, use, you know, just go ahead and send it back under warranty. So I put it in my closet for a little bit because I was moving some stuff around on my desk. And so um, I get it out quite a while ago, actually. And I get it out. And lo and behold, guys, it works perfectly, perfectly. I mean, not a single problem to be had with this thing whatsoever. 
and I was very impressed. And so now I can hit the button all I want. Switch off on off on off on off on off on off on I'm not going to do that too much. But yeah, as you can tell, it does work really well and I'm very impressed. There's a lot of features this board has like the compressor, your volume booster, you can uh, turn that on and it works perfectly. It puts a boost on your volume and um, it does it in such an awesome way. But we're going to keep that turned off. You got your uh, treble, you got your bass control, uh, your blend for your mids. Um, here's your bass control, but we're going to turn that off. But I mean, there's just several neat things this board has. It's got sliders for each of your control controls for your mic it's got your lining control um overall it's just a it's a solid board i'm going to give it just a little bit of silence i forgot to do this on the 302 it's a very quiet board it's it's got a good sound and i personally love this thing it's, it really does it's got a good sound and of course monitoring with audio hijack and a different sound card there's a direct monitoring so i don't have to worry about things breaking it it sounds good and if my mac mini ever had a problem and i had to wait on another one to get here my mac laptop would work great with this board not a single problem so i really do like it for that i could switch between machines if i wanted well all right, guys, that is this board, and we're going to stop Audio Hijack from recording, and we'll go ahead and uh, stop it, and we'll hook up our next microphone. We only have a few more to go. All right, guys, we're back on the recording here on the LSP4, and the next one we're going to take a look at is actually a headset, and this is a headset I like to use if I need to read something and I need my hands to read in braille or if I don't want to sit in front of a microphone and I can turn either which way um, this is a really nice headset to use for that. This is one of the many headsets that Logitech makes but it's one that I chose. It's a Logitech H540 and it's a nice headset. It's got a good sound and I personally love you know like it. it it's got a you know like I said it's got a good sound and have never had an issue with it so um, I'm going to continue to stick with it for as long as I can okay so this is the H540 um, now because I had it connected before um, I'll just leave it connected but just to show you um, all you do to connect it is just find a USB port and all you do is line it bam and because I've used this headset plenty of times before, um, we actually have it already set as my output device and I believe my input device too, if I remember right. Let me check here. And it is, it's set as my input device. Okay, so we'll go ahead and pull the microphone down and um, we'll go ahead and uh, we'll record an Amadeus Pro this time. The last time we recorded an audio hijack, so that way we could have a direct monitoring. But we don't need that with this headset. So 
we have it selected, we'll go into Amadeus' Preferences and just choose the Logitech H540. And let's make a recording of how it sounds. Good morning, everybody. And here is the Logitech H540 headset. It's a nice headset that works well with both Windows and Mac. You do have digital volume up and down buttons. But if you hit them, it controls your volume on your system. And we also have a... Well, if we hit that, it mutes it. And that's nice. Um, there's a little bit of uh, monitoring that goes on when you use its headset with both Mac and Windows. And uh, the monitoring actually works really well. Um, it's not that loud. It just has a nice sound to it, actually. And I, I at first, I, I didn't really like it. I don't know why. I just didn't like it. So, um, but I, I've started. To, it started to grow on me as time went on. So, yeah, um, I do like this thing for the sound it has. Um, it's got a little bit of a noise reduction to it. Um, kind of like the old Mac or Mac. Mac microphones you use too, um, and but it's it's really not bad. It does good on Zoom. I've used it multiple other places as well, and we're in good shape. So that's a little bit of a sample of this. Let's move on to the next um, microphone. All right, guys, the best for the last. This is a USB microphone that has a built-in compression. Yes, it's literally got a built-in compressor, analog compressor, and it sounds excellent. It does. It, it's got a good sound to it. A friend of mine bought me this for Christmas, and I will be forever grateful. It's got a great sound, and I love it. All three of these mics, so the Blue Yeti, the Apogee Hype mic, and the um, Behringer XM8500, the Behringer Alter Voice XM8500, all sit over here in a group because I use these mics pretty heavily with all sorts of different things. So, you know, it I, I do get a lot of use out of them. So what we're going to do here is we're going to actually get up from my desk chair and we're going to push this in a little bit and we're going to go over here where I keep the cable stored at and we're going to go over here and grab it here um, which I have it right here and we're going to go ahead and grab it and we're going to um, show you how this connects now this can you it, it uses micro USB as its base but it can be used as micro USB to lightning, micro USB to USB-C, micro USB to USB-A all different types of connections that you have available at your fingertips. So what we're going to do here is we are going to go ahead and um, connect this to the microphone end of it first. So we'll go to the back. And one thing I like about this mic is the back doesn't stick out. It's actually fairly short. So we'll go ahead and um, connect this and it snaps right into place. And so what we're going to do is go back here to the computer and we're going to connect it, or to the keyboard hub, my bad, and we're just going to connect it here. Um, and we'll, oops, come on, there we go. We'll go ahead and push it in, and the hype mic comes to life. We're going to grab a pair of headphones, 
and we're going to connect this very easily to the headphone jack on the Mac. By the way, all these desktop microphones, except for the mixer mic, of course, can be used as a sound card. You can use it as your sound card. And um, the Yeti, I was using it as a sound card, and this one, the Apogee Hype mic, I'm also going to be using it as a sound card. So what we're going to do is we're going to... Um, choose the uh, hype mic as our output here and uh, I'm gonna hit the blend button and we'll talk about what that does here in just a minute okay so we have the hype mic up and running and uh, ooh, let me turn this gain down just a hair okay there we go okay so what we're gonna do actually you know what I could turn that up at least one click uh, what we're gonna do is now that it's all set up we'll go into uh, a new Amadeus Pro project from preferences and make sure that hype uh, it's called hype mic in preferences it says hype M it sounds like it's saying hype PC but it's actually hype um, hype um, what do they call that uh, hype MC or hype mic is what it shows up as. Okay, so now that we're in a blank file, all of our recording stuff is all set up. Um, we'll stop it, and uh, while I'm on this, I'll end the podcast on this microphone. Okay, guys. Well, here we are recording again, and we're recording the end of this podcast with a sample of the Apogee hype microphone. This microphone is a microphone that is very nice to leave here at home or travel with if I want a good sound, but I really don't need to travel with this one very much because I don't do a lot of editing on the go. When I do, I just use my EarPods microphone, and it does sound decent for that. So really don't travel with this one too much, but I love using it here at home, and it looks great in the microphone. I call it the microphone array setup. Pretty much, I mean, there's three microphones sitting beside each other, and it, it does look really good on this desk. Um, there's a couple things uh, about this microphone. Um, it does not have an output volume except through your phone or your computer, uh, you know, depending on what you're using it on. Um, your gain is actually a digital gain knob, so not only does it control the volume on the mic but it does it on the computer as well so you can go into system preferences and when you turn the knob you can actually watch it control itself um, so I'll show you for an example I can turn this down 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 and I can turn it up 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 so obviously it is up now um, and on the computer, it's also controlling it as well. So that's really cool. Um, the blend button. The, the blend button does a couple things. For an example, um, right now I have it to where the computer is actually turned down low. Um, and this would work on your phone too. Um, it's actually turned down low and the monitoring is turned up. And that's how I like using this a lot of times 
because when I'm using voice chat clients like TeamTalk and sometimes even in a Zoom meeting, when I'm using this microphone, um, it does not, you know, a lot of people tend to either have clippy audio and things of that nature. And I will admit, I don't particularly care for that. So, um, you know, having this, you know, to where you can at least check your levels and um, the computer volume is turned down is actually a good thing. The next one, if we hit it now, um, the computer or the microphone monitoring I can still hear but it's turned down slightly and the computer volume is turned up uh, a good bit by the way I have the computer volume set to a hundred I would if I were using it on my phone as well um, if we hit this again now the computer volume or the mic monitoring is muted but the computer volume remains the same up high so what we're going to do is go ahead and hit the blend button okay okay now i've messed with you guys long enough let's talk about adjusting the compression levels on this okay so there is a way to where you can have compression on the mic. I don't currently because in this room it sounds awful. Now when I move my office into another room here in the house, I already tested it and it sounds great in there, but not in here. Um, it does not sound good at all. So anyway, we're gonna go ahead and if we press down on that gain knob, here's compression number one, and this is what it sounds like. Um, at least in here it sounds pretty good um, however I don't know if I would keep it on here um, at least now if I did what I probably do is turn it down like this and I think it would be okay at least um, and it does give it a good sound um, as well and I do like that it's an analog compressor and it's got a quick release on the compressor so it's not this long type of compression type of release um, if you guys know what I mean by that it's not this oh well if you just give it a little bit it'll come back um, it, it almost sounds like auto gain in a lot of ways some of these compression uh, things that are in plugins now, but nope, this is a standard old style sounding analog compressor, and I think it's got a wonderful sound to it. I personally like it for that. The next one uh, that we have here is um, compression level two. If we hit that, I got to turn down my volume even a little bit more because if I do not, it does not sound good at all and it just boosts the, uh, it up. And the main point of a compressor is to boost the volume up, uh, not to boost it down, but to boost it up. So you can probably hear more room ambience now. For an example, you can probably hear my ceiling fan. Um, and that was me hitting the desk. Um, so, you know, you can hear a lot more noise now. And um, I like compression too. Um, and I guess compression does work in here. But the thing is, is that because this room has a lot of echo to it, just from 
clapping my hands and snapping my fingers, you guys can tell that it does have a lot of echo, and so I don't like using it for that. So the next one is compression number three, and this one is good if you really want to have a lot of mic close-ups. You can do that with compression number three. It's good for um, if you're broadcasting and you want to make it sound like you're on the radio, and it's really good for that. It's good for close-ups, but don't use it for far away things. It just does not sound good like this. Get close to your microphone. Speaking of this microphone, uh, I will go ahead and mention something while we're in this mode. Don't try to get too close to it to where it sounds like this because if you don't have a windscreen on it, I don't have a windscreen on it because I'm personally, when I use this thing, I'm not really that close. And I've developed a system over the years to not be that close to the microphone. Okay, now, um, um, you know, so I, I really don't pop my peas a lot, and so um, I, I haven't really gotten the windscreen for it yet. Um, I did have one on order, but uh, once I figured out, you know, really the, the big thing about this microphone, I went ahead and canceled it. But that doesn't mean that you can't get one. There are several that um, you could get that um, I've heard of people getting for their Apogee Hype microphone. So we're going to go ahead and turn off compression completely because that's primarily how I use this microphone. I don't like using it with compression a whole lot. But it does work, and I wanted to demonstrate that, that you can use it with compression. So that's compression 30. So we'll go ahead and turn that off. Okay, so what we're going to do here is turn up the volume slightly. And here it is. Um, the volume is up, and it's working perfectly fine. So that is the big feature of this mic, and it does sound good. The compression that Apogee added to this is absolutely remarkable. And even without compression, it does sound good. Another neat thing about this mic, I'm just going to be quiet for a minute. Other than my fan, just take a listen. It's quiet. It is extremely 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 quiet um, and it sounds good it's got a great sound to it uh, the noise floor is like barely there if there is one it's hardly noticeable so I just figured I would let you guys hear that and this mic um, it's it's the most expensive out of them all if I had to rate them by price I would say the least expensive uh, one that I showed you is the Behringer Ultra Voice XM8500. Then I would go with the uh, Logitech H540, and then I would go with the uh, Blue Yeti microphone, and then I would go with this one um, would be the uh, most expensive, and for good reasoning too, because you do get a nice travel case. And I've got it all set up for if I were to take this thing on the road with me, how I would travel with it. So, But it's a beautiful microphone. I love the sound that it produces. And I've used it for several different podcasts before. And if I just want a good USB mic to sit in front of and not have to 
you know, really do a whole bunch of EQing too, um, which really the rest of them I don't have to either, but the Blue Yeti in particular sounds good if it's EQed. Um, but this one, it's got a good sound to it, so I'm definitely, you know, I don't need to EQ this at all. So anyway, guys, that's it, and uh, we're going to go ahead and stop this thing, and I'm going to go ahead and say goodbye, guys, and we'll talk to you guys later.